Stevie Tudor's house and a Rick Flair. Welcome to the world's greatest ish podcast backstage eats. I'm Brandon. And I'm Hunter, and on today's episode, we're going to preview AEW Full Gear 2020, but before we get into that, we're going to introduce a new segment we thought of, of going back to the last pay-per-view and sort of ranking the matches in order of importance, and like which ones you should watch, which ones you could maybe just skip. Exactly, so you don't have to spend the full three hours that you can just figure the rest out on the internet like everybody else so for hell in a cell 2020 our number one match to watch was bailey versus sasha banks hell in a cell for the smackdown women's title oh just a spot fest like no one's seen before just incredible and since the pay-per-view is over i think we can say sasha comes out cheap yeah, there, there will be spoilers. <laughs> spoilers, but... But it's, if you're, it's been if a couple of weeks, you should, you should be fine. Yeah, exactly. If you, There's no way you stayed off the internet that long and not know that one. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say if you're going to watch one thing from LNSL 2020, watch Bailey Sasha. Oh my god, yeah. Can't miss. Can't miss match. Uh, next... Next up in our rankings is the was the opener of the show, Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso in an I Quit match. It was also Hell in a oh, Cell, man, but the, the, the Cell didn't really do anything for this match, but it also didn't matter. It was basically just to contain the action so no one can escape. They yeah, Jay looks like the biggest baby face of all time in this match. It's Roman he's He's showing in he's showing in this heel run that he's gonna be an actor at some point. Hell yeah, there's about to be some roles after this. Um, but yeah, this was great. If you liked the the Clash of Champions match, you'll love this, which is sort of what Even we were more. predicting, Even and more. it was absolutely true. Damn right, and, and then gotta love them themselves. The third match we'd recommend is Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship Hell in a Cell match. A phenomenal match, but I think we both expressed that we were kind of sick of them facing each other. Yeah, and especially that since since it happened, the fact that it's still kind of going on, it's... I'm, I'm just done with it, <laughs> but <laughs> it was a fun... You gotta watch... It was a fun Hell in a Cell all, match. Oh, yeah. You got to watch all three of them. The only reason that one's third is for that reason. So Incredible match, otherwise. The rest of the matches on the pay-per-view are honestly skip-worthy. Skip skip-worthy, definitely. Unless you really want to watch the wrestling. Yeah. Like, if you just want to watch the whole show, obviously, we're not going to stop you. <laughs> No, definitely not. We'll give you the order to watch them in, though. But in in, in order, I think we're just going to go quickly through this because these are just yeah. not worth it. <laughs> uh, Elias versus Jeff Hardy was, was fun. Yep, pretty entertaining. Uh, Miz versus Otis was kind of as stupid as I was expecting, but 
It happened. <laughs> it happened. The contract is switched. Tucker's the heel. Do we really care? That's yeah, not really. And then Lashley versus Slapjack. Uh, Slapjack got a pay-per-view match. <laughs> Fuck Slapjack. Fuck him. The um, fact that there's a pre-show match and he was not on it is some bullshit. So yeah, that's just our run-through of Hell in a Cell. We'll try doing this again, see if people like it. There you go. Just put out them feelers. So now we can get into Full Gear 2020. The next AEW pay-per-view that that time of recording is tomorrow. Hell yeah. Couldn't get any closer unless we did it the day of. Um, I think... I don't know if I speak for you, but I know I always get very excited when an AEW pay-per-view starts, like, getting close. Oh, yeah. I mean, like we we were talking about earlier, there's only four. Like, it's a big deal when AEW finally has a pay-per-view coming up. Yeah, because they don't have it every month, like WWE, or sometimes two times a month. A pay-per-view, oh, pay-per-views feel really special in in aw and even just like getting on the card is like a big achievement oh exactly even getting on the pre-show is kind of huge yeah and and i'm gonna go more into like the getting into the card stuff when we get to one of the matches but i guess we'll just start out with the pre-show the buy-in it's the it's a nwa world women's championship match serena deeb the new champion defending against allison k who i believe was the person she won it from but i i'm not i guess on that yeah i don't think i followed that one close enough to know what's going on there but i mean it's pretty cool that they got a championship on the line on the pre-show and i like i've really liked Oh no, Serena Deep took it from Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa took it from Allison. Oh. Okay, that's where that's where I got confused. Okay. Um, but anyway, she's a Allison K, former NWA World Women's Champion. I think she just became a free agent too. Like she's no longer contracted with the NWA exclusively. Ooh, she got something to prove. She got that Heath Slater going on. Um, so I've never seen uh, K have a match. But I've seen Serena Deeb on Dynamite, and based solely on that, I'm going to say this match is probably going to be really good. Oh, shit, yeah. And, I mean, it's it's a title on the line. I mean, it's not for AEW, which is why it's probably on the pre-show. But, oh, man, that should be one hell of a match. But this is, this is like text the textbook example of companies working together to, to help like them like both of them cuz the NWA oh, yeah. gets exactly. get, the NWA gets a lot of eyes on one of their titles which is not like I've never watched an NWA match except for the ones that have oh, been on, on the on, nice thing. on like dynamite Oh yeah exactly and it's super available they I'm pretty sure they only have it on YouTube like it's just straight up not on TV anywhere so only think- YouTube I think the promotion for NWA is good, and then since AEW moved a match from the pre-show to the main card, they needed something to fill the slot, and they just get a they just get a, a match that's guaranteed to bang pretty much. Oh yeah, exactly. 
There's no doubt so, about that one. I like seeing AW work with other companies. Obviously, the what everyone wants is like a New Japan partnership, and that would be awesome. But this isn't Ooh. this isn't that. But it's it's cool to see like wrestling companies working with mm. each other. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure right now uh, New Japan actually has a little deal with Impact because they uh, yeah. are sending over some cruiserweights for their uh, J Cup, I think it's called. Yeah, I think it's the J Cup. But I know, yep. I know they've had like the, a AAA Mega Championship match was on Dynamite one time because Kenny Omega is still the Ooh, AAA yeah. Mega Champion, and he had the belt the other week when he faced, oh, yeah. when he faced Penta. So I, I like Freaking seeing. Give me all. I like seeing the the difference between like WWE trying to like almost erase other companies from existing, and AEW's like Basically. working with other companies. It's it's interesting to see that like the difference. Oh yeah, exactly. Instead of just buying up their video library and being like, ah, well, we just kind of own you now. Yeah, like hey, you exist if we own the library. <laughs> it's about how it goes these days now so the match that got moved up from the buy-in to the main card due to like fan which is the second time in a row this has happened due to fans wanting it it happened last time with the um what was that match the tooth and nail match dr Britt baker and uh big swole uh, so this match oh, yeah. this time is Orange Cassidy versus John Silver. It, it, it's going to be a, an entertaining match, that is for sure. This is like a textbook like boy popper match to me. <laughs> it's just like, it's two people who are internet darlings right now. Correct. And Correct. It, this is what I was saying earlier, where John Silver got himself onto this um, pay-per-view by how good he is on being the elite. Like, that's what t- Tony Khan even yeah. has, like, said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they're definitely not wrong there, because he came out of nowhere, because uh, originally he was just another member of the Dark Order. Yeah. Which, he- oh. He was just part of the, the dark, dark Order, and he still is, and it's... Yeah, I think this match is going to be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, it should be very entertaining. I was going to go into a rant about the Dark Order. No, rant, rant I think away. I'll leave it. All right, what the hell's going on with the Dark Order? First, they're this big, serious group. Then they had Colt Cabana, which is like, okay. All right, that's goofy. That doesn't fit the gimmick. Okay, and now that's... Everyone's turning goofy. I thought this was a serious group, and now they're all goofy. Oh, it's it's all over the place. I think it sort of works just in that they're they're only really goofy when Brody isn't there. Hmm, that's accurate. They're leaders. So like when Brody's there, they're just like, oh shit, we got to be like super serious and. And then they're just like kind of no, fuck. They're, they're just like kind of fuck ups when he's not there. <laughs> they're just like running out, jumping people without him, basically. Yeah. 
man. But it, it is a little confusing. Well, that- I just, I guess I just, as a big Being the Elite fan, I like seeing, like, some of the Being the Elite stuff on Dynamite. Yeah, that's true. And it gives a reason to watch Being Cause, the Elite. Because Dark Order has been, like, the best thing on BT for, for a while now. I need I need to watch more of that. I don't I, I think I'd understand more if I watched more of being the elite. Um yeah, I would highly recommend watching like if if anything you can just watch the Dark Order segments. I think pretty much all of BT is good, but the Dark Order segments have been for the past like couple of months have been just great. It's great fire. Um I'll be I guess we didn't we didn't actually do any predictions for the pre-show match. Um well, that one's a tough one because I, I don't think it, I, I'm going to say the chains just because I yeah. don't really know much about I, either. I was going to go for very. I was going to do the same thing for almost the same reason. I, don't, I just don't know enough to make like a great <laughs> to make a great well, pick. Probably good. But she did just win the title, so I assume she'll keep it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you would think they wouldn't just pass it around. And then for Cassidy and Silver, I think. I think Orange Cassidy has to win. Yeah, Orange is too too big to win. But it'll be a good rub. He, well, he also just like he didn't lose to Cody twice, I suppose, but he like basically lost to Cody twice. Like there was the tie and then the loss, so like he does probably need a win to keep his momentum going. Yeah. Would I? Yeah. Would I love it if there was like a shock John Silver upset? Like I think it'd be really cool. I just don't think it'll happen. It'd be huge for him too. And I mean, with Brody coming back eventually, he's gonna think, "Oh man, I'm hot shit now. I got this W on a pay per view." And then, yeah, I can see some good storylines there. So the next match is another one that I'm looking forward to a lot. <laughs> It's Chris Jericho versus MJF with Wardlow. If MJF wins, he's in the inner circle. Oh my gosh. This is going to be just absolutely entertaining. I, yeah. don't, I don't know how physical it's really going to get. I don't know if it's going to start jokey and then get really physical. or It's hard to predict right there. Yeah, it's going to get super physical, I think, just because... Um, there was the one promo where MJF, like, said he would do anything to win, like, three times. And he was very ham... He was, like, hammering home the fact that he would do anything. And yeah. so, like, I feel like something big is going to happen that lets MJF win. That one big spot. I'm looking forward to figuring out what it will be. Yeah. And they, like, sort of teased it at and on Wednesday's Dynamite with Chris Jericho saying that MJF didn't have a killer instinct and that he's soft. So... Ooh, S-A-W-F-T. I think MJF has to win this. I don't think... I don't think this feud's over, and I think it's better if MJF joins the inner circle for a little bit before they really have, like, a feud. He turns on all of them. Yeah. I think it'd be... It'd be kind of like a getting into the group to destroy them from the inside type situation. It could be that. He could just turn the inner circle on Jericho, too. Ooh, that'd be good, too. Oh, I got one question for you. So, MJF gets in. 
But what about Wardlow? I assume that Wardlow wouldn't be in the inner circle, but he would still be. But he's being paid by MJF still, so he would still just be like with MJF. Okay. Okay. The okay. slow, like, the slow babyface build for Wardlow they're doing is so good. Oh yeah, it's it's they're doing the perfect pace that you can like start to really like. Yeah, it's like it's like the Virgil just... Ted DiBiase stuff, but it's. That up, from my understanding, up until the actual match for for Virgil and a Million Dollar Man, it was really good, and so far this has also been really good. Where it's like MJF is just being like more and more of a dickhead to Wardlow, and Wardlow seems to just be putting up with it just a little bit less and a little bit less, and eventually he's gonna he's gonna snap and absolutely kill MJF. Oh yes. It would be so perfect. I feel like we're a long ways away from that, but yeah, it'll be great to get there. But there's so much. It's the it's one of the cool things about AEW right now is there's just so much going on with like every character. Oh yeah, I mean each match there's a deep story. Well, I mean other than maybe the first match there, there's like a pretty long going ongoing storyline. And and even Orange Cassidy versus John Silver, there is the storyline of. Orange Cassidy lost to Brody in, in the TNT match because John Silver, like, interfered. Mm-hmm. And they've sort of been, like, Dark Order and, like, the best friends in Cassidy have sort of been, like, going at each other a little bit at least. It's not a ton, but yeah. there is at least, like, there's an actual reason okay. to have the match at least. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But but definitely, like, with the other matches on the show, it's just, like, it's a lot of just inter- intertwining stories. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. So the next match is actually at the Hardy Compound. And it's an elite deletion match. Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. In the cursed feud that will never die. Never die. But let's be real. This should be a pretty entertaining one. Sammy Guevara's been embracing the goofy. Yeah. Sammy Guevara's great in, like, comedic stuff. He's been really good. I recently went back and watched the video where they were building to Jericho and Cody for the title, and Sammy's just like, yeah, Chris Jericho's the youngest AEW champion ever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, that was... So Sammy's Sammy's good at at comedy. Obviously, Matt Hardy in, like, a cinematic match is, is good stuff. Good. We've we've been to the Hardy compound a time or two. And I like that this is a cinematic match given what happened during their last match with Hardy getting like severely hurt. Oh, oh my god. It yeah, just, that it, was ugly. It, it being cinematic just makes me feel way better about it happening. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, Hardy is not a young wrestler like no. he's got a kid say he can't be doing all these risks he once was. But you can, when it's cinematic, you can use, like, crash pads and and stuff like that to make yeah. things a little bit more safe than if you're just doing, like, a brawl around a stadium. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Um, I think Matt Hardy probably wins. I think Sammy can just take the loss, like, it's fine. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm agreeing there because I mean Matt just came back and like they're kind of trying to make you feel bad for him that like oh he's just coming back and Sammy's like coming at him already and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was weird that Sammy just immediately came back at him. <laughs> but Oh yeah, it's like oh really he just gets back from that injury that everyone saw happen. But I think I bet this will be a lot of fun. Oh yeah. Should be we're, entertaining. Just I'm like assuming that. we're gonna just see like all of the Matt Hardy gimmicks. <laughs> The dilapidated boats. Um, I just want to see Money Matt, Money Matt take a bump. Honestly. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm very much looking forward. To so it. yeah, so yeah, and, and I mean, yeah, Sammy's shown in like the street fight and stadium stampede and stuff that he's so good in these style of matches. Exactly. He's he's that goofy guy you want to root against. Yeah, he's he's like the heel that's like just enough of a heel that you want to root against him. <laughs> so the next match is the TNT Championship. Cody Rhodes with the Enforcer Arn Anderson defending against Darby Allen. This is an interesting one. I don't I know. What, I don't know what to think about Cody. Right, like he's like sort of a heel, but sort of a baby face. I don't know if he's just I supposed was just to be both or. I was thinking he reminds me a lot of when uh, Triple H was champion, and then they had the whole corporate champion thing going on. I kind of feel like similar vibes from how Cody's being champ. Because a couple weeks ago, he, like, arrived in a limo and was, like, and was, like, playing up how rich he was. And they put some weight on. He put some muscle on. And then, like, against Orange Cassidy the second time, Arn Anderson, like, helped win the match, like, hit hit Orange Cassidy during the finish. So, like... Are they a heel unit? Does Arn is Arn just like no longer trusting Cody that he can just win on his own? It's it's just very confusing what what's happening there. I I like the Cody versus Darby dynamic. I think they've told a really good story of Darby getting the tie the first time they went up against each other. Darby hitting the coffin drop, but then immediately getting rolled up in the TNT Championship Tournament to lose to Cody, so barely losing there too because he hit his finisher. Cody yeah. was just Cody was just like ready. Um, it's it's more of a I want this to happen because I just want Cody to do something else because I think it's kind of getting boring. But I'm gonna pick pick Darby to win. Yeah, I, 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 I'm gonna have to go with you there too. Like, I really, it's hard for me to bet against Cody because I mean, as soon as he came back, he immediately got the championship back. Like, it wasn't even yeah. Like, I've any struggle. I've heard like, rumors that he wasn't it. supposed to lose it. Like, it was, it wasn't in the plans to lose it. But then when he was off filming, um, whatever TV show he's on, 
that he filmed for like a few weeks. That's why he dropped the belt to Brody and then won it back immediately. Oh, but that like that hurt Brody's character so much because he was just this dominant looking guy and then he looked squashed. He got squashed, basically. Um, I, I disagree. I mean, it was a good match and everything, but like his run wasn't long enough to yeah. really make him established. I would have liked a longer run for him too, but I don't think I don't think the loss was too bad for him. That's true. I guess I could I could see him challenging for the main belt pretty easily after at least. Winning yeah, the main like I don't think belt. I don't think it would take a lot of build up to do like Brody versus. I mean, you'd you'd probably have to have Moxley not have the belt, but. Yeah. But hell, even if if Darby does win the TNT title, I don't think it would take too much to to be like Darby versus Brody. Oh, that's true. Because you could pull the whole "oh, I never got my rematch" type ordeal going on. Yeah, or just like rank, like you could just get a few wins and then he's like high in the rankings or whatever. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, I can see that, and gets the Dark Order back in order. There you go. Um, but yeah, I, I would actually love to see Brody with the TNT Championship again. I think that run had just gotten started and it was very interesting. Oh yeah, exactly. And it was, he didn't have enough title defenses but to lose it that quick, I don't think. So a match I actually accidentally skipped on my rundown, which is actually the match I'm looking forward to the most just on the whole card. It's the final of the AW World Championship Eliminator Tournament, which is a dumb name for the tournament. Very dumb. Random tournament name. <laughs> but it is my boy, Hangman Adam Page, versus Kenny Omega. Oh, Omega is turning into my boy now. I officially got an Omega shirt from He's... the AEW $10 random shirt. He's so good. I mean, I've I've been watching Omega for years in Japan, and he took out Okada, and Okada is the equivalent to John Cena in Japan. Yeah. So that's like that tells you everything you need to no, know. I mean, I mean, this match is gonna be so fucking good. <laughs> what? How long you think it's gonna go? Probably at least thirty. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Couldn't agree more on that one. Like, I think some of, some of these matches I think are going to have to go short just because I think there's going to be three matches that go at least 30. Probably the last three, if we're being honest. The last three are each going to go 30, I hope. Um, so anyone that's heard me talk about AEW knows that I my favorite character in wrestling right now is Hangman oh, Adam Page. By far. I I just connect with this character so much. You got a shirt? He's he's just so sad. He he got tricked and he lost all his friends. And then on Dynamite, he's trying to get his friends back. He's being very cool in the way he's doing it. He's just drunk all the time cuz he doesn't know what else to do. Just whiskey all the time. Straight whiskey. Like, this match, I'm going to love, but I'm going to be so sad watching it. Because I know that, 
like Kenny's gonna win, and I know Kenny's oh, gonna yeah. win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got. He just has the years. Like Hangman, well, and, honestly, and is the, not the stories. The story's just so much better if Kenny wins too, even if it's gonna make me sad right now. <laughs> yep. Exactly. In in the long run. It could even turn into like a best two out of three or something. Like But that could have a few good matches. That fucking video package that AEW put out with the Cinder, oh. with the Cinderella song. Is, oh, it really got me, dude. It, oh. I forget about when they were like at the bar at the stadium and Kenny had milk and they yeah, cranked they them the, and you could see someone on the whiskey. Yeah, they had the milk and the whiskey and Oh, he still just puts her back. Oh, I love it. And just that video of them after they lose the title of Hangman just, like, can't even stand up, looking to Kenny just for support, and Kenny just steps back and, like, lets Hangman just full fall, and it's like, oh, it's so sad. It's so sad. It is. But, like, these two have great chemistry. Them as, when they were a tag team, they showed that. Oh, they, yeah, exactly. And they both and they had, just hit so hard, or at least it looks like they do. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Oh, it's going to be it's gonna the, be great. They had, the they had the title for a full year, and that was unexpected. Yeah, they were, they're in the same faction as the Young Bucks, and they had the title for a year, and the Young Bucks haven't had it yet. Well, um, absolutely blows my mind i thought it would have been reversed they had the tag team just think of this they had the tag team titles for a year to tell a world championship to to add story to a world championship feud in like another year yeah (laughs) like that's crazy unbelievable that's some great long-term thinking right there yeah so i think Eventually, we'll get a Kenny Hangman feud for the world title. And that's probably mm-hmm. where, where Hangman wins it for the first time. Oh, yeah, the storybook moment. And for that to happen, Kenny Omega has to win this match. Yep, He'll... exactly. So, you're, as much as it hurts you, you're choosing Kenny in this one? Yeah. All right, so I'm right there with you. It's got to be and It's the only way. I just thought of this, so I want to put this in there. I, I, For some reason, it probably won't happen. But for some reason, I think he might win it with a buckshot lariat. Ooh. For some reason. Wouldn't mind, Wouldn't mind seeing that. I don't know why I think that, but I just think that might happen. So I just want to put it out there, because in case it does, I look like a Omega brain. <laughs> this man knows the future. He but, may know the future. But it'll probably just be like a one-winged one-winged angel. Yeah. More than likely. So then another match that I'm super excited about. The World Tag Team Championships, FTR defending against the Young Bucks. With two interesting stipulations for this. One that I didn't know until like right before we started recording. So the first one is, if the Young Bucks lose, they will never challenge for the World Tag Team titles again. Okay, yeah. This is a weird step that I don't know... I still don't know how I feel about it. 
it's kind of isn't that what Cody also did? With that's the what TNT that's one? what that's what Cody did with the world title when he was going up against Jericho. Oh world! Oh yeah. So it seems weird that they just like had another like part of the EVPs do the same thing. Yeah. But I don't think it's like bad or anything. It's just kind of weird. It, it seems kind of unnecessary. Like, yeah. yeah, we know you're going to go down the bottom of the totem pole and then have to work back up. But And then right, the, what other we for the other one is that Tully Blanchard is banned from ringside. All right, that's a good one. Which I, I actually, one. I actually like that. Bucks. Yeah, I... Oh, yeah, because he... So this is the match that people have been wanting for years. <laughs> Me included, definitely. This is the match that the Young Bucks have built for years. Oh my god. FTR, they've been saying that shit for years, even before uh, AEW was around. Yeah, this feud is why FTR is FTR. <laughs> exactly. This is a dream match that we never thought would happen. And it's a literally a, had to make the company. It's a big clash of styles. With super old school style FTR versus like the epitome of like new wrestling the Young Bucks. Yeah. Um, so basic basically we we know this will go 30. Yeah, this will go a long time. <laughs> this will be really good. We also got I think it should be really good. My only concern is well, I mean, that sometimes FTR, like in AW, sometimes FTR hasn't been the best with like the flippy teams. Mm -hmm. So that's the only concern. I mean, if you're not if you're not used to taking those moves, I can see a little bit of struggle there. But I think uh, I think it's good that they've like injured Matt's ankle. So they can really play off of yeah. that. Like, I think that adds a lot to the exactly. match. And you know they're going to target the shit out of it the yeah. whole time. And by the end, you're going to think, oh, there's no way he could stand on that ankle anymore and do yeah. anything. What I assume is have, they're just going to work the ankle, and then he's just going to, like... And he's actually he was actually on Dynamite. I thought he was really good at selling it. Oh, big and then time. When they went up against Private Party. So he should be able to do this here. And I think he'll just, like, use, like, the last strength of his ankle, essentially, to, like, hit a super kick that, like, wins them the match. Oh, yeah. And then he'll be injured and be like, he broke his ankle with his one last super kick to win. Yeah. Like, that'd be really cool, right? Like, that's good storytelling. And the Bucks just sell injuries like no one's business. Always have, always will. Yeah, Matt will sell his back for ten more years. <laughs> <laughs> that's just still not right <laughs> hurt his back five years ago gonna be selling it for 15 <laughs> oh my god it's a long term man that long term um but yeah i think this will be really good oh yeah so who, who you got in this one i think the buck i think this is the time the bucks win the title couldn't agree more because also, on top of them finally getting the run, I feel like also it'll make full gear 
that much bigger of a pay-per-view. And I think, I don't think this is the last FTR Bucks match. No, not at all. And because of that, you can't really have another one if the Bucks don't win here. Yeah, exactly. So There will be another one with Tully at ringside. I think the stipulation of they'd never challenge again if they lost, I think that sort of says that the Bucks are going to win. Oh, yeah. Is what I took from it. It's it's written. It's written. I believe it. So the next match is one that I'm giving some respect to, even if AEW won't. Uh, It's the women's world title match. Hikaru Shida defending against Nyla Rose with Vicky Guerrero. Oh, yeah. I, I... There just hasn't felt like much of a build with this. There just has there just hasn't been. And it's it's the one thing that you can really criticize AEW for is the women's division. And there's two women's matches on the card. One's on the pre show and isn't even for like isn't even an AEW match. Yeah. Oh. Like where's and honestly, Br- where's that Britt one... Baker? Where's Big Swall? Where's Penelope Ford? Like they have people. Where's the name? Where's Brandy? Where's Red Velvet? Where's all sorts of people? Yeah, just like where's any... Like, I know they got... They had some pretty unfortunate injuries with Chris Statlander and Britt Baker earlier in the year, but they don't... They don't really have that right now. Like, there should... No. There should be another women's match on the card. There should have been some build for this match. Oh, yeah, and it it worries me that the pre-show women's match is going to outshine the actual on-the-show women's match. It's totally possible. The only thing is that Hikaru Shida and Nyla Rose have had good matches. Like, they can definitely have a good match. Yeah, definitely. It's it's very unexpected, so I don't expect much with it, so uh, I could be surprised. I don't think they'll get a long time because, like we said, we, we expect some other matches to go really long. Yeah, that's true. This is just kind of an in-between plug match. Maybe even just to change the titles real quick or something like that. Um, yeah, I it's it's so hard. I don't... I've honestly just been looking at it right now and I still don't really know who to pick. I think I'm, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna pick Sheeta to retain. I'm. I'm. I'm changing it up. I'm think, thinking Vicky at ringside is gonna be the deciding factor. That's good. We hadn't disagreed. On, we hadn't disagreed on one yet, and we we need <laughs> we needed exactly. to do that at, at some point. <laughs> we are very similar thinking when it comes to wrestling. So it's very un un like, uh, often. Happens. It's also weird that. As excited as I am for a lot of these matches, there isn't, there aren't too many that I'm actually like, that I don't just kind of think I know who's gonna win. Yep. Like this Co- is definitely that one though. Cody Darby can go either way. FTR and the Young Bucks, I think, could still mm-hmm. go either way. Although I leans heavily to yeah. the Young Bucks with the stipulation added, and then Sheeta, and then in this match I don't really know. But the other ones feel pretty, pretty cut and dry. Exactly. I guess I the mean, pre-show match I don't know I mean, either, but. Well, yeah, for a good reason though. Yeah. 
So I think this match will be fine. Like, I think it'll be good. It'll probably be given a really bad spot on the show if the AEW track record mm-hmm. has, holds true. It would be right after, like, Hangman. Yeah, it'll be, like, right after or, Hangman and Kenny or something. Yeah, exactly. The crowd will be dead afterwards, yeah. more than likely. It, it's unfortunate, but... Hey, they're they're one big signing away from making that women's division just I, explode. And I and I, the only reason I I went I had Nyla originally. The only reason I went back to Sheeta is I think that that title is Britt Baker's to win, and having her win off of a mm. baby, off of a babyface makes sense. That's the only reason, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. So but the last match on the card that. and the main event. Is a world championship I quit match, John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston. Now, I wanna say that I don't think I like I quit matches. No, I'm not a fan whatsoever. But in the last month, I have been so excited for two different I quit matches. <laughs> I think if they just changed it slightly, made it like a first knockout match or something like that like oh you just have to make them unconscious because everyone says the same shit i will never say i quit you'll never hear me say that there's just a like, lot there's just a lot of awkwardness in an i quit match where it's just like the ref just like constantly saying like do you say it do you say it <laughs> it's like well if he says it he's gonna say it like you don't have to keep asking him <laughs> right like half half of the match is thinking of things to say back to the ref when he asks that like nah never I ain't never but the fucking promo on dynamite this week was so good I like that immediately the cameraman was kicked out of the ring like that had a a nice real feel to it does eddie kingston know that wrestling is a work i don't believe he does <laughs> like has, I don't I, think has, anyone, to the has anyone told him <laughs> get the fuck out of my ring You're not trained get the fuck out of here oh i wouldn't and be then, surprised and then moxley just like coming back at him with the absolute fire oh shit you like, know Mox has the promos for days. I don't like. I assume this match is going to be really good, but honestly, I I, want, I don't know that I'd even care because the promos were just so good leading up to it that like I want to watch it regardless of how good I think it's going to be. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. The promos have just been deadly week after week after week. These two are deadly on the mic like i don't i don't think john moxley can lose that title right now but also like after that promo i don't know how eddie kingston can ever say i quit <laughs> like well yeah exactly that's what i'm thinking it's gonna be like a knockout situation yeah i don't know if he's know, just gonna like being another if, if moxley's just gonna get the bulldog choke in and just like fucking kill him <laughs> I'm thinking that's the only way he's quitting. <laughs> but this gotta match do what you gotta do, bro. This match is gonna be brutal. It's gonna be violent. Oh, yeah. 
They're gonna hit really <laughs> fucking hard. <laughs> it's gonna be basically a hardcore match. That's a main event. And that's what Moxley loves to do. Yeah, I think the last few matches have sort of shown how good of a wrestler Moxley is. And this is just going to go back to like oh, yeah. showing how good of a fucking brawler he is. Oh, yeah, exactly. You just got to watch some of his indie shit from before WWE. He loves doing hardcore stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. Hell, just watch, can work just watch him and Omega. <laughs> or that. Yeah, oh, my God, yeah. Remember that glass table spot? Ooh, shit, yeah. And, oh, fuck. And so I think Mox is going to win. Agreed. And on the next pay-per-view, we're going to get Moxley versus Omega 2 for the title. Oh, which will probably, what the people want. Which will probably be the crowning of Kenny Omega. Yep. It, it, the build just works out too perfectly. But the thing is, it's it's been a year of AW now. The Bucks will probably become tag champs for the first time after a year. And it's going to yeah. take like a year and a half for Kenny to become the champ. It's, it's sounding like it. And like, those are kind of things that you would expect to have happened already. Oh, you were expecting all of the elite to immediately all get titles and like run the company that way. Yeah, and I think it's really cool that they didn't because I think AEW wouldn't be as successful if they just gave themselves all the belts right away. Oh, 100%. They, people would be sick of that so quickly. Like, people would, yeah, people would just shit on it. But now it's like they've sort of made sense for why the characters are going to get these wins at this point. Oh, yeah. Also, going back it, to the promo, Eddie Kingston made this belt feel like the biggest fucking belt in the world. Oh, 100%. Even though it's only had two champions, and it's they're both ex-WWE guys in Jericho and Moxley. <laughs> but it but it felt when during his promo it felt like it was like the crowning of the indie of the indie wrestlers like it was the best belt an indie wrestler could ever get and that's how good he is I mean, on the it's, mic. It's <laughs> like that's how good yeah, he is and on the I mic. mean that's I, I feel him I, I definitely feel that because it, it does have that feel to it and I mean it's it's sort of true, right? Like, Eddie Kingston, it's happened with other people, too. I know Ricky Starks is one of them. Where they came into AEW, they had a match, and they got signed. Like, they weren't signed before that match. Yeah, it was like, let's see if you can get over. Get yourself over, get yourself a contract. Eddie Kingston went from, like, selling his wrestling boots to, to like, pay bills to being on TNT every week because of how fucking good he is. Yep. Like, like that's that incredible. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And even if he loses this match, like he's all of a sudden a manager. So like 
he's got something to fall back on, and he's never not going to be good on the mic. Well, and they sort of teased hit. They sort of teased him versus Pac this week. I would love that. Cause like, before COVID, there was Death Triangle with Lucha Brothers and, and Pac. Ooh, that's but right. Now, but now the Lucha Brothers are in Eddie's family. Oh, I just thought of six man butcher blade and Kingston versus Lucha Brothers and, and Pac. <laughs> Fucking sign me up, dude. <laughs> Alright, next pay per view, there it is. I love the Butcher oh and Blade. Oh my god. It's it, it's a pre- I didn't get the team at first, but it it's fantastic. I, I, I just love the butcher. <laughs> butcher the shit. He's intimidating as fuck. He's in a fucking, like, rock band. That makes him ten times more <laughs> cool than he already is. Like, I didn't... He doesn't even talk. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know it until he was, um... Until he was on the AEW podcast, but, like... Yeah, he's just, like... In a band, I'm pretty sure. That was pretty sick, not gonna Yeah, lie. he's the rhythm he's like guitarist for Every Time I Die. Guitarist, I would not have expected that. I would have expected like maybe drummer. Just something something you go absolutely crazy with. Yeah, it's Yeah, it's it's pretty nuts. I AEW has a lot of stuff going on. A lot of it's really good. Some of it's bad. Mostly the stuff that's bad is in the women's <laughs> division. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But uh, they're uh, one single signing away. Give me a little Tessa Blanchard, and I think that division makes itself. But they they do themselves a lot of favors by not having pay per views every month. It's just there's just like oh, a man, yeah. there's just a buzz when it gets like close to an AEW pay per view. That is what I assume used to be the case oh. with like WWE pay per views, but now that they're just like every month, that you you just lose that. Yeah, well, yeah, they it, they force them, and all their matches don't necessarily have meaning, and that's kind of a huge part of a pay per view that makes it feel special. Well, well, that's the thing. A lot of WWE pay per views have matches that are solely designed to sell the next pay per view match. Yeah, that's that's sad but true. Whereas, AEW very rarely does a rematch. Unless there's like a really good yeah. reason to do the rematch. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong there. Like with Nyla and Cheetah, that's a rematch, but there is a good reason for it. Nyla is number one in the rankings and has been for like six months. I mean, there's not uh anyone really coming for him. Um so i I think uh, yeah, I'm super excited for this show. Oh yeah. Uh what do you which match do you think is going to steal the show? I don't think I will be more excited for any match other than the Hangman Kenny match. I don't think <laughs> I don't think any match will affect me emotionally as much as that one. 
Yeah, I'm right there with you. Like, I'm just so I'd invested. have to say that. Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm all in for that match. And just, we know whoever comes out the winner is about to probably be the next champion. I do want to give a shout-out to FDR and the Bucks and Moxley and Kingston. Because I think on any other night, it could have could be either of those matches. And I still think... I think the tag team match has the potential to be just, like, the, the strictly best match on the show. I'm just not as yeah. invested in FTR and the Bucks as I am in Hangman and Kenny. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's accurate. I'm, I'm right there with you. And honestly, I, I don't think there is, like, a which match is going to be the worst. I mean, we... We could say maybe the women's match, but even that will probably be pretty good. I think I think that match will just struggle from where it's put on the card and the amount of time it's given, not anything to do with the wrestlers in it. Exactly. So I won't even say it's like the flop of the pay-per-view or anything. It's just the maybe rougher match. Yeah, and I think... I think Cassidy and John Silver could be weird. It could just not work. Mm. It has the potential to not work. I I think it will work, and I think it will be will be good. I just want to say that it it does have the potential to just kind of flop. Oh yeah, I think the fans will carry that match. Also, I think so too. So I think that pretty much covers everything for AW Full Gear twenty twenty. There we go. On that note, let's wrap up this episode. You can find me on Instagram at walkwithbrando. And you can find me on Instagram at welchnut. And you can also follow my Twitch streams at twitch.tv slash welchnut. You can find our podcast, Backstage Heat, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, just about anywhere else you find podcasts. And you can find more of our one-of-a-kind wrestling content on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook at Backstage Heat Podcast.